Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Light Up Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Gailey Tardy. So excited for today's episode. We have another very special guest. Today, I'm super excited to welcome a guest who is a registered dietitian. Not only that, you guys, but she is an owner of a CrossFit gym here also looking to pretty soon get her second location in Montana, I believe. She holds a degree in community health science, um, a bachelor's, and then a bachelor's and a master's in dietetics. She is not only all of these amazing things, but she's also a wife, mother of two. I also have had the pleasure of working pretty closely with this amazing woman. I'm super excited for the topics we're going to cover today. So without further ado, please welcome to the show, Jesse Dickinson. Hi, Gailey. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So excited to have you. Thanks for, for joining us. I have been super excited to have you on. Obviously, you know, we've interacted a good amount, right, over the past few months. And you just have such a a light about you and you have so much knowledge in regards to, obviously, nutrition, which is one of the main reasons why I wanted to have you on the show. But you also have some really awesome, unique things about you, like your background Mm -hmm. with CrossFit. Just your general mindset overall is pretty unique. And so I'm excited to get into all of the above. Before we jump in to kind of the the questions and things that we prep for today, Jesse, I know that you have a unique story, kind of what got you into dietetics in the first place. I'd love for you to share more with me just your story and what what really prompted your desire to pursue a career in dietetics. Yeah, so I um, I started off not like I think like most college kids, not really knowing what I wanted to do uh, with my life. And Mm -hmm. during that time, I was also experiencing a very rough battle with um, an eating disorder. And um, so long story short, at my senior year of high school, I was um, placed in an inpatient facility for eating disorders. Um, I struggled with anorexia, bulimia, overexercising, basically everything you could think of, I Mm -hmm. went through it. And um, so I was accepted to, um, I had a full ride scholarship to play volleyball for um, a college. And I had to basically turn down that scholarship because I was just experiencing such a a rough time in my life with Mm -hmm. my eating disorder. So the school that I chose, I... um, I had a really good team. I had a, a dietitian nearby. I had a therapist, a psychiatrist. So just a really good outpatient team. And it was that kind of like solidified my college experience. And I was like, I need to be here with this, te- with this team of people. And um, so I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I met a dietitian during that time who like just tremendously changed my life. Mm-hmm. And she um, she really is the reason that I decided to become a dietitian. Um, I just had such a unique connection with her and she really just made me understand nutrition and why we need it. And yeah, um, that really changed my life. I was able to, 
you know, get back on track. And um, I was like, maybe I should go be a dietitian and help other people because (laughs) I think I could use my experience and struggle to really relate to other people and help them as well. So that's, that's where I, Mm. that's kind of my background story um, of why I became a dietitian. And yeah, it sounds like, I mean, something that was obviously probably, I mean, I think you said it went on for like eight years, this battle and that story, I mean, to go from struggling with that to now being where you are, I mean, clearly so much growth has happened. I'm, I'm curious, Jesse, like during that time, like if you were to go back to that version of you, I think you said senior in high school, um, yeah. and then, you know, obviously in college from then, what would you say to like that version of, of Jesse? Like what piece of advice would you tell her or rather the, the woman who kind of led you through and was helping you with your nutrition at the time? What was something that she said that really stood out to you or made a big impact in your life at that time? That's, that's such a great question. Um, what I would say to myself is one thing that I would say to myself is that, um, problems that we experience as teens, um, are very, very minimal and, there's a lot more to life. Obviously we know Mm -hmm. that when we get into more experience, um, but also that like perfection and that striving to be the best or, Mm. you know, I always had that. I was always, I'm always very, I've always been very competitive, but I was always striving to be perfect. And I think that word perfect just really like stung me all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not, I'm not following this perfect um, pathway in terms of, you know, going to school and then going to college. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have these, I guess, parameters or maybe guidelines that we set or that are set for us, especially um, as teens. And then we, if we don't follow them perfectly, it's like, well, you know, everything kind of blows up in a, in a right. sense. So I would just say that to to make sure that expectations are a lot lower and just enjoy life a lot more. Mm -hmm. I was very competitive in sports as well. And I think we get hung up on those extracurricular activities at that time in our life where we're like, you know, we have to be so great at Mm -hmm. all these things and then it really doesn't matter. And no one remembers who played volleyball or who played, you know, like, yeah, who made varsity? Everyone. Yeah. yeah, No one remembers those things. Mm -hmm. And I've told that to a lot of kids who, who have decided like, they're just not going to pursue this sport or whatever. And I'm like, that's okay. No one, no one will remember you'll, you'll move on from this and it's okay to not do everything, I think. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then as like my, my dietitian that that I really connected with. I also really connected with my therapist. She was a um, a survivor of an eating disorder, so I just had a great connection with her. But she always told me that she was like, "I don't want you to deal with this forever." Mm-hmm. And she kind of did deal with it for like twenty years. So she dealt wow. with it for the majority of her, I would say, prime adult life. Mm-hmm. And 
she always said that to me, like, I just don't want you to have to deal with this long term. So I want to help you figure it out. And I always thought that was pretty eye opening for me. Um, And she always said, you know, do you want to have kids? Do you want to have a family? And she said, think about those things because other people are going to need you. And so I always Mm. liked that outlook as well. Yeah. The theme that I hear you saying, Jesse, is perspective, right? Yeah. your therapist, the dietitian was saying like, hey, think about what's beyond you, people that might need you, your future kids one day. And then even the advice that you give to other young athletes, right? Like, hey, this isn't everything. And when we have that perspective, it really can help us get through those challenges in life that feel huge at the time, that feel like, oh, it's just consuming us so much. And so... I definitely think that perspective is is key. That's something that we talk about a lot on on this show. So I'm glad that you kind of brought that to light. And then the other thing that you mentioned that I, I resonate with personally, Jesse, is this idea of like striving for perfection. I don't know mm-hmm. if, if you're a type A personality, yeah. <laughs> but I am. And yes. honestly, I, I struggled a lot growing up too. I was really competitive in sports, really like strive to get good grades in school and I really thought that I could almost achieve this perfection in a way. And mm-hmm. in some cases, and maybe you experience this, it's helpful. Like striving to be your best can yeah. really lead you to great places. But on the other hand, it can become detrimental. And in areas like nutrition, for example, I mean, I also got to that point where I was being restrictive with food in efforts to eat healthy and do that perfectly. And that led to not the best outcomes either. So I can definitely relate to you and I'm sure other people tuning in can relate as well. I I want to dive into the nutrition side of things while we're talking about it. I know one of the big topics that we talked about, hey, we should really dive into this, was this idea of, so what does healthy eating actually look like? I think there's yeah. tons of ideas out there. I mean, so much on social media, so much just from... I don't know, all over the place, right? We're getting all kinds of information about what this really means. Mm -hmm. What are your initial thoughts? Like, how would you describe to someone what healthy eating looks like or what a healthy relationship with food looks like? Yeah, um, another really great question. And um, one thing that I've come to realize is that, um, one, everything needs to be okay and moderation it's never I don't think we ever can fully restrict one thing or I don't really recommend that for mm-hmm. most people just because long term does that work probably not um what I've really re- what I really think that works is um mimicking mimicking people or areas of the world that are living as long as a hundred, you know, on average, most people are living to a hundred. Okay. What are they doing? They're eating mainly plant-based, uh, little animal products. Mm -hmm. They are consuming things in moderation. They are still a big piece of, I think that is they're, you know, eating maybe three, four meals a day. They're not overeating. They're just pretty well balanced. Um, But again, trying to eat more of the whole foods, less processed foods. And I honestly think if we can do that most of the time, Mm -hmm. then we are going to really set ourselves up for better 
health outcomes. Right. And, um, and so it's not ever restricting our favorite things. And I think that's again, coming back to the, like the perfection mm-hmm. aspect of a lot of people are like, it has to be perfect. Otherwise right. I'm just, maybe I won't follow it or I won't do it long-term, but getting out of that mindset of just saying, you know, I need, I need to control what I'm doing, but having balance with, with food groups and um, incorporating things here and there in moderation is important. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of my take on like healthy eating. It's that balance. That was a, a, yeah. No. I don't know if that was the, a good answer. That's but. a perfect answer. I mean, it makes, it makes total sense. And I, I think what you're speaking to is a lot more freeing than a lot of these other things that are being put out there. I think you're mentioning like even the blue zones, right? Where people are living yeah. really long. Uh-huh. Yeah. So interested in that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the best nutrition is something that's going to be the most sustainable that we can do for a long period of time. And gosh, it can be like really tough to feel like we're restricted and we can't eat certain foods and then we do restrict and then, you know, there's a binge, right? A lot of people that experience that as well. And so having that balance and trusting that like our body can handle a healthy balance too. Um, and trusting that we can process those things is, is important. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about, this is kind of a, I don't know, a topic that's very, there's a lot of like science behind it, but I'm curious just your perspective on this and kind mm-hmm. of what you've seen in your patients. But intermittent fasting, I know that oh, yeah. this can look a lot of different ways. So my main question is, how is intermittent fasting beneficial or harmful? Is there a difference for like men versus women? If we're talking about like the different hormones that women have, what are mm-hmm. your thoughts on this? Yeah, another great topic that always comes up. Um, I, I think that we need to engage in in some type of fasting, and we already mm-hmm. do that really when we are sleeping. So, right. um, like a twelve hour fast really is all the gut kind of needs to get a good reset, and a and our gut really needs time to kind of rest and basically get ready for the next day. So, like mm-hmm. twelve hours is is what I would recommend in terms of a fast if someone's going to fast. But intermittent fasting, most people are doing like eight hours of eating and then 16 hours of fasting. Um, I don't mind it for profession, for people that are like um, using it for profession reasons, meaning like a surgeon who is – in surgery for six hours at at a time Mm -hmm. and can't really eat very consistently throughout the day like we we may want them to that would be a good example of okay Mm -hmm. let's try to do intermittent fasting because you just don't have as much time Mm -hmm. um so that would be my recommendations is like it should be very specific based upon daily life and what you're doing um because again, it needs to be something that we can do long term and it needs to be something that's sustainable. And I don't feel fasting is something most people can do forever. Right. Like going on vacation with your family. Like, are you able to stop eating when everyone else is going out to dinner at 6 p.m. and your cutoff is at 
for, you know, like, right. is, is that really living, enjoying life? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's always my question to people. If you can get in the calories and what your body needs in that window, then that's great. And if you can do it long term, that's great. Right. If you can't, then I would recommend not taking that approach because sure. from what I've seen, it's not super sustainable mm-hmm. um, long term. And intermittent fasting like every other day is not a thing. <laughs> and I think a lot of people <laughs> yeah. think it is. But that's just having inconsistent meal patterns and it really doesn't support our, our mm. metabolism. So that's a good one to highlight. That is a misconception that we can just kind of do random days of intermittent fasting when that's not really yeah. how our body works. No, our body wants consistency. And if we can provide that, then it's going to be happier overall and work for us instead of against us, which I think a lot of people experience the latter. Yeah. If there yeah. was if there was one thing that people could change, maybe people listening to this show right now about their nutrition, one thing that would have like a significant improvement on their overall health. What is mm-hmm. what is one thing that you would say to most people would be beneficial? Yeah, that's um, that's really good. And one thing would be sugar. I think mm-hmm. if we can reduce the amount of added sugar in in our diet, like yeah, it's so it's really really going to be beneficial. That or saturated fat. I've, I'm always really. I, I always am so interested in our blood system. And if we can have a good blood system, we we think about everything that gets supplied by our blood system. Mm-hmm. And so we have to have a good, healthy blood system. And in order to do that, we have to be eating the correct fats in our diet. Right. And um, so I think because if we don't have a healthy blood system, if we have bad uh, or high blood pressure if we have high cholesterol it tends to lead to cardiovascular disease um diabetes kidney disease everything else comes after poor blood health so i think fat might be another topic that i i think is really important like saturated fat in, in particular sure for those that don't know can you break down the difference between saturated fat and then unsaturated yes. fat? Yes. So um, saturated fat is going to mainly come from animal-based products. And then unsaturated fat, there's two two main types, monounsaturated, and those are going to be like our omega-3s, and then polyunsaturated. And um, so the more, if we're looking at like total fat intake for the day, we need about 20 to 35% of our total caloric needs coming from fat. And of that, only about 10% or maybe less should come from saturated fat. So mm-hmm. that's about 10 to 15 grams per day, which is a very small <laughs> amount of saturated fat. And I think that's important for people to really realize yeah, absolutely. Thanks for diving into that. Yeah. I I have a question and this one kind of dabbles in the nutrition realm, but also kind of pushes us into mindset and kind of how we think about things. But mm-hmm. something that I've noticed and I'm curious your thoughts on this idea of like behavior change. I think mm-hmm. we both know that a lot of people know for the most part what is healthy. Some people don't, right? And yeah. 
that's totally fine but some people really do have a decent awareness of hey i should be having like fruits and vegetables and quality protein complex carbs things like that but the struggle is usually with execution and trying to shift kind of our mindset around this so i don't know you can share anything that comes to mind but what has been your experience or what patterns have you noticed in this area of behavior change what maybe holds people back from making changes with their nutrition what are what are some things that you've noticed just in your experience yeah um one big thing is people won't make they know like you said they know what we probably should do but most people aren't willing to make a behavior change until they have to and that means something may be you know kind of happening to them whether it's some kind of chronic disease cancer it seems Mm -hmm. like something has to happen to someone for them to make a significant change which is unfortunate very unfortunate yeah um that is one thing another thing that i find is really hard with behavior change um, is the ability to create good habits and get rid of bad habits people get stuck in their ways per Mm -hmm. se and and um kind of are hard-headed a lot of times but creating a good habit is really really hard and so having you know, repetition and being able to um, have like a lot of accountability really helps people get there. But I think so a good support system is kind of key to behavior change. Um, And then what's another thing that I wanted to say? Like one other thing that I really think is valid or is like vital for Mm -hmm. behavior change is education. If someone understands what's happening to them or what like that's for for me changed my life with nutrition if I could I was finally my therapist would say Jesse tell me why you're eating this food what Mm -hmm. is it doing for you how is it helping you how is it providing you energy what is it doing in your body so she really made me think about how is this food gonna get me through the day what Mm -hmm. is it doing to benefit me and if it wasn't benefiting me okay, then why are you, why yeah. are you over consuming it? Why are you, you know, and that really for right. me was eye opening the education portion and asking myself, okay, what, what is this doing for me? How is it going to help me? Um, so that was, I think education is really, really important. That's a great point. If we don't yeah. know, if we don't know why we should be doing something, then we're obviously not going to be inclined <laughs> to do it. Yeah. And that's, that's something that, also is what is brought up often on this show and even in the last interview we're talking about hey we should start by talking about why this topic is important because we could tell you how to do this thing or what this will look like but that's not going to matter to you if you don't know why it's beneficial right. or how it works and so that is a really good point and it applies to I feel like so many things in life is knowing yeah knowing our why can help us show up for so many other and asking things why mm-hmm. I think too many of us just get like caught up. I always think of work. Like if something's not working, why aren't we asking why? Yes. Why are we doing this? Or yep. what? what's the reasoning behind this? And a lot of people can't answer that. And then, then yeah. you can kind of dive deeper and be like, okay, maybe we shouldn't be doing this or, or whatever right. it may be. But 
Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with asking Mm -hmm. why. I think there's fear sometimes behind asking that question. And I think it's, it's good to be confident in that and get curious and get interested in things. Absolutely. I'm wondering, like, just for yourself, Jesse, you've obviously experienced a lot of different things. I know that you are not only a dietitian, right, but you're also, you know, you own a CrossFit gym, which is awesome. I'd love to hear a little bit about just how you approach setbacks, how you approach challenges, obstacles. I mean, I'm sure things came up amidst, you know, owning a business and being a mom. What, how do you approach when like life gets crazy or you're busy? How do you balance it all? What's your mindset or outlook on, on these things? Yeah. One thing that I often have to have to tell people and, and I have to always think of it myself is what's important to me. And I, I always, I always have to think about that. Like, is that what, what's important to me and why is it important to me? Um, so like setbacks, injuries, um, you know, lots of things that get in the way schedules, uh, pregnancy for me was a little more difficult because Mm -hmm. I, I'm very active. And so like, it kind of not, not that it's a setback, but it, it causes you to just have to do things differently, I guess. And, um, also taking into account that we, even though, um, you know, things come up, we still can find, we still can have our, why is this important to me? And there's still something we can do consistently Mm. to, to just maintain that routine or, or that, um, that habit that we're trying to, I guess, implement in our life. And, Mm. um, so when it comes to like, I often get people in CrossFit with injuries and, um, they'll say, well, I can't come to the gym. I rolled my ankle Mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, what about the rest of your body? Mm -hmm. You know, you, you got other, and that's how people have to look at things instead of being like, poor, poor me. I injured myself. Like, I think, I, I just think back to pregnancy. Like people were always like, "Well, you're you're very pregnant." I'm like, "Yeah, I I still <laughs> I'm can, aware of that. Yeah, I can still move, and I still got limbs to carry yep. me around and yep. do stuff." And so I think having that mindset change of, okay, yes, I may be injured, I may be having some some type of setback, but there's something I can still do to make myself one percent better. Mm. every single day and that's the mindset that I have like what is one thing that I can do to just make myself a little bit better with with whatever I'm trying to achieve whether it's Mm. you know mental health or physical health spiritual health whatever it may be exactly that's so good I want to like replay that like amidst the (laughs) struggles amidst the challenges there's still something I can do to become one percent better and gosh if we became one percent better each day like geez, that would be amazing. Yeah, so it's such a good, a good approach. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I 1% that. really adds up after a year. And so it if, does. We, if we can do that, you know, we'll be a completely different person. So exactly. Is there anything for you that's like non-negotiable is whether it's part of your daily routine, some kind of, you know, check in with yourself. What are some non-negotiables when it comes to, you know, showing up as your best, becoming 1% better, what are some yeah. things that you do? Um, f- fitness is non-negotiable for me personally because I just know how much it benefits me with my mood and my mental health. I've always, 
not struggled with mental health, but it's been something that has been a challenge, I would say, for me. Um, sure. Mainly, like, probably anxiety, um, mm-hmm. a little bit of depression I've, de- I've dealt with, but physical activity, like, just makes me feel better. I have energy. Right. I know it's going to be beneficial for me, so that's non-negotiable. My mm. my husband's the same way, so it's it's really nice to have that support with with him. Um, that's one of my non-negotiables. Um, another one is is sleep. I'm pretty pretty keen on my sleep, and mm-hmm. I. I really focus on trying to get adequate sleep. I, I think that really I can tell if I don't have good sleep. And so um, it's something that I really try to focus on. And then um, another non-negotiable. I mean, I would say I, I would say those are my big ones. I mean, I always Absolutely. try to be consistent with eating well and stuff. But those are probably my, my two biggest ones that I really mm-hmm. try to be mindful of yeah thanks for sharing that I think yeah you're pointing out to the the mind body connection that's one of the Mm -hmm. big things that actually provoked this podcast even starting was just this idea and the the truth that our mind and our body are so connected right Mm -hmm. and I mean you even mentioning like hey when I'm getting better sleep or I'm moving my body that totally helps with managing feeling anxious or feeling overwhelmed and gosh when one of those things gets out of hand whether we're feeling mentally overwhelmed or physically not doing too well it's easy for the other one to also um, fall right to also yeah (laughs) not not turn into the best thing and so I also believe just it's so crucial for us to care for not just our physical health but our mental health and our spiritual wellness and all of those things because it's all intertwined. And I mean, you and I see that every day, people that are struggling in one of those areas and then the other areas of the wellness wheel get impacted because of that. It's all so intertwined. It truly is. And I just think about, I have people ask me, well, like, do you ever take weeks off of physical activity or anything? I'm like, I have been working out (laughs) almost every day since I was 15 and I'm 35 Mm -hmm. now. Um, That's a long time. (laughs) It's so great. And I've went through like, you know, tons of different things, but I, I would say five out of the seven days a week I've exercised. And so that's, I think that's just kind of important to look at Mm -hmm. that too. Like it really does have to be just a part of your life. And exactly. And And it it goes back to how you look at it too, right? Those people that are probably saying, oh, don't you take like a couple weeks off might be viewing, (laughs) might view exercise as a chore or as something that they have to do because someone told them they have to do it versus something that they have found to enjoy for themselves. I mean, that's something that I always encourage people who ask me like, oh, Gailey, how do you stay motivated? How do you keep going to the gym every day? And the truth is, is like, you, got, you have to find that rhythm and that routine and find something that brings you joy and that you really 100%. enjoy doing, right? There's still going to be hard workouts, but I like crave that. And I'm sure you do too. Like I, I love pushing myself, whether it's a run yeah. or the gym, like, because that to me builds not only physical strength and endurance, but a mental strength and endurance. Like, yeah. oh, if I can get through this really tough workout, I can get through this really hard conversation that I'm about to have, 
you know, like if I can push through something physically, it builds that self rapport that, Hey, I can do hard things. And I think it trains our body and it trains our mind that we can push through and we can persevere. So like, why not, why not do it every day (laughs) and build that muscle? And like you said, I think the the key thing that you said is we need we need to find things that we enjoy. And because people will come to CrossFit and they're like, I honestly hate CrossFit. And I'm like, that's okay. Then you need to figure out what you enjoy and right. what you'll do for a movement. Because I don't want you to hate coming to CrossFit just because <laughs> yeah. maybe your group of friends do, does it. Like you also need to find something that you enjoy and they are able to – you know, make a consistent pattern out of. And so that's important for people. That's so good. I think most Mm -hmm. people know, Jesse, probably listening to the show, but what is CrossFit? Like, how would you explain what it is? Yeah. Functional fitness performed at very high intensities. Okay. (laughs) And uh, I like it. That's, yeah, that's the best answer I think for it. But um, functional fitness is, you know, body weight, strength training, um, gymnastics movements high Mm -hmm. a lot of endurance uh so basically everything that you could think of mobility flexibility and then perform it as quickly as you can Mm. so so that's that's (laughs) a lot of challenges in one yep absolutely yeah and it's um it's just it creates a pretty well-balanced athlete in terms of you know, functionality, I think. Um, and mm-hmm. that's, that's one, one thing I love about CrossFit. It's also high intensity. So the time needed to do it is, is a lot less, right. which is nice. You can see a lot more outcomes. So it's, it's kind of more manageable for maybe busy people. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of getting everything you need in a very short amount of time. Exactly. So that's nice. That's great. I, mm-hmm. I've i heard, and I, I'm sure you've heard this too, but there's some controversy on CrossFit and if people getting injured yeah. and things like that, can you speak to like injury in CrossFit? You can get injured doing anything, but right. what is important for people to be aware of when it comes to doing CrossFit and being safe and not getting injured? Because I've definitely heard some people be like, oh, I, I've heard people get hurt doing CrossFit. Yes. What, what would you and- say to that? Yeah. And definitely, like you said, anything that we do, we we have, we could get hurt. But right. um, the biggest thing that I've noticed is people, including myself, I had a really hard time with this to start, is leaving your ego at the door and kind of humbling yourself for things that you may not be good at mm. um, and allowing yourself to develop skill and strength before going as fast as you possibly can because that's what's that's what leads to injury it just leads to improper movement performing it a lot of repetitions and not doing it correctly and then that leads to just injury so exactly um that's what i i always tell people (laughs) especially males no no offense to males but typically they um have a hard time leaving their ego at the door and like we we know that you're probably very strong but let's get technique down first and mm-hmm. then and then we'll progress with the strength yeah. so another mindset shift yeah <laughs> yeah that's good I, I like the way that you explain that because i think it definitely is less about crossfit itself but more about how you're performing the exercises make sure you're doing them correctly 
getting the form down like you said that's I mean that that applies to literally anything so I I like your approach on that (laughs) we're getting closer to the end of the show I have obviously I've got one kind of question I ask everyone on the podcast but I did want to just ask you a little bit about what it's like to be a business owner I know a lot of people listening to the show are aspiring business owners want to you know entrepreneurs want to do their own thing fill me in on I don't know. What has that been like for you? Any piece of advice you'd give to other people who maybe want to open up their own gym or do something similar? Yeah, I think um, one thing that that I'm thankful for my husband because I probably could get carried away, but um, is to think about overhead costs and like we really Mm -hmm. don't want a big overhead cost because um, that makes it really hard to be a, like well in yeah. in um, a gym if we're talking about that it really makes it hard to continue long term and so um, keeping overhead costs low also having the right mindset in terms of again why are you doing this what is your reasoning behind maybe starting a gym um, our reason is to help other people. So our, our cost is reasonable for people. I think that's, especially in the CrossFit world, sometimes Mm -hmm. costs are just so, so high that people can't afford to do it. And so what, what we want is for people to enjoy and to have, you know, a good experience in somewhere that they can, we always say, we want this to be the best hour of your day. And that's, that's Mm -hmm. really our goal. So I think having your members or having your customers, clientele in mind and, and really putting yourself in their shoes is really important as a business owner. Um, So creating just a, a a good experience, experience for people um, being welcoming, being kind, uh, you know, uh, helping people out when you need Mm -hmm. to. I think that's, that's a really important piece. Like not everyone maybe can afford things. And so like just trying to, to have an open mind and just being a kind hearted person is, is really, it really goes a long way yeah. as a business owner, I think. Because business thrives if people are talking about it and people, people are your best marketers, honestly. Mm-hmm. And they will share the word. And um, that's kind of always been, how we've done so well because we're around a military base. And so it's, it's funny, like a guy will come in and then he'll tell his friend and then Mm -hmm. he'll tell his friend. And it just, we have, you know, we have almost 250 members all the time and it's in a military community where it's always rotating. It's, it's important to just to have that mindset. So um, building relationships, it seems like that's a big part of it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and creating a welcoming environment. People want to keep coming back and they will if you're kind and mm. you're welcoming. You know their name. That's a big one oh, for me. Good. Like know, know people's name. Um, yeah, and, and just, you know, I think say hi to people. Let them yeah. ask them how their day is. Like just be good human beings yeah. is my... I, I think that's, yeah, that's so good. And it's probably a piece mm-hmm. of advice someone really needs to hear. <laughs> it sounds basic, yeah. <laughs> but be a good human. Be nice. Say hello. Ask yeah. people how they're really doing. That's so good. Do you, I mean, I don't know how you, I know you said you've spread the word there, but how can people find your CrossFit gym if they're in your area? 
Yeah, so we our gym is called CrossFit St. Robert. So St. Robert's the town that's outside of the military base. Um, so if you ever got any military followers, CrossFit St. Robert, we're in uh we would be near Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Um, and then the second gym that I hopefully will be a part of as an owner um is called Smelter City CrossFit, and that one Montana. Mm-hmm. So um both of these just have websites, so you can go to CrossFit or CrossFitStRobert.com, SmelterCityCrossFit.com, and um, or find us on like Instagram, Facebook as well. Perfect, and I'll steal those from you, Jesse. I'll put them in the show notes as well, so listeners, you Great. guys can go down there, and you won't have to rewind <laughs> the show. Yeah, yeah. Jesse, before I ask you the the last question of today's episode, was there anything else that I didn't ask you that you were like, man, I really want to share this? Anything that that I missed? I don't think so. I think we we've covered quite a bit and yeah. um yeah, I think it's been great. Good. I thank you for for joining me. I yeah. I have this special question. Um it's a little different and my question for you Jesse is if God forbid tomorrow was your last day on earth and you had the opportunity to leave the whole world with one piece of advice or one phrase, what, what would you tell them? (laughs) I know I, uh, this, that's a really tough question because um, I always think of just like my kids, what would I want them to mm-hmm. know, yeah. you know, and for, for me and what has really just been like a staple statement in my life. And I think it, it really relates to so many various parts of life is consistency over perfection. And mm-hmm. that's my favorite statement. It applies to so many things, but yeah. if we can be consistent in our everyday lives and not strive to be perfect, we are going to be okay out there. And I, I think that, um, you know, just having that mindset, consistency over perfection really carries through with, with every aspect of life. So I would, I would say that would be it. Mm, That is so good. Consistency (laughs) over perfection. I love it. Jesse, thank you so much for joining me on today's show. Of course, of course. And thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. If you have time to leave the show a rating, a review, that would be so greatly appreciated. It's how the show grows. It's how we spread the word. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will link all of Jesse's info down below if you want to go to a CrossFit class. Thank you all so much and have a great rest of your day. Bye, guys.